for t- coming to the podcast. I appreciate it. And uh, you're listening to Seriously, I Am Not Angry. This is Scott. I am your host. And as I come to you today, I want to talk about the subject of pride. Pride comes before the fall. How many of us have heard that? The thing about being prideful is that it doesn't do us any good. Pride is this this false sense of of knowing more than others, this false sense of look at what I have accomplished. And we've all known those people who are just, they're prideful and they're arrogant and they're unbelievably hard to be around because they are always right. Nothing they say is wrong. Nothing that they do is wrong. In fact, everybody else is wrong. Everybody else is living life incorrectly and doing things incorrectly. It doesn't matter who they are to these people. They have an answer. They have an answer to every question, right or wrong, and they believe they're right 100% of the time. The thing about when you're prideful in something, you are unable to learn and to grow as a person. The more pride you have in yourself and in the things that you have done, the more incapable of learning and growing and understanding other people you're going to have. You're going to have very little compassion for other people when you are full of pride because you've become arrogant. You become arrogant in yourself. And even when you do do something wrong and you're called out for it, you get angry and mad at the people or person who's called you out. And one of two things is either going to happen. One, you will go sulk, think about it, and learn that, hey, I need to change who I am. doesn't happen very often, but occasionally. Or two, you will walk away mad and irritated and cut that person out of your life because they just don't understand your intelligence. That's what you're going to tell yourself. We need to stop and realize that there is a great deal of richness in being humble and being kind and not being proud. Now, I'm not saying being proud is a bad thing. You can be proud of your spouse. You can be proud of your child. You can even be proud of something you you made, but don't allow that to turn into pride. Allow yourself to be humble. Allow yourself to be able to take directions from other people and to learn from other people. There's a reason that we are to come to 
God humbly. We're not to come to him. We come and humbly accept his forgiveness. We we come and accept that forgiveness humbly because we realize that we are not perfect, that we are not who we thought we might have been. And so we come and humbly give ourselves to God. And he will allow his spirit to work in us, but we have to to allow ourselves to to be humble about it. If we are prideful, God can't work in our lives. We have to we have to allow him to work in our lives. And we have to be able to to get rid of the pridefulness. In James chapter 4, James has this to say. I'm going to start with verse 1. I'm going to read quite a bit just because I want you to get the full context. He says this to the church. What is the source of quarrels and conflict among you? Is it not the source? Is it not the source your pleasures that rage war in your members? You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures you adulterous do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards god therefore whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of god or do you think that the scriptures speak to no purpose he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak against another brethren. He who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbors? And we're going to end there. But Paul has a lot to say. He gives this definition 
an essence of what pride is. Pride is our ambitions, our desires, and we think that we're better than others, and so we judge them, and we belittle them, and we feel that we are to to move up in this world because we are better than others. James says, stop it. Stop the judgmental ways. Stop worrying about how other people are doing things and worry about how you are living for God. Are you drawing near to God? Are you humbling yourself so that you can hear the voice of God in your life? Or or are you proud? Do you think you're better than everybody else? Do you think that your ambitions supersede the ambitions that God may have for you? You ask for things, but not the things that God desires for you to ask for. Maybe you're praying, oh Lord, give me success in everything I do. And then you add on, so I can give it to your glory. Are you doing that so that you can glorify God? Or are you doing it so man can glorify you? That's the question. What are the true purposes of your prayer life? Why are you asking for the things that you're asking for? How are you asking for them? Why are you asking for them? James says, Look deep into your heart, humble yourselves, and stop being prideful. Really let God work in you. Get rid of the sin. Get rid of the filth. You can't be a part of this world and be a part of God's kingdom. You have to put your focus on God. You have to put your focus on his kingdom. You have to give everything to God. And then you have to learn how to ask correctly for what you desire and make sure it's not what you're desiring, but it's the things that God desires. Maybe you're sitting there and you're praying, let the church I pastor grow. Why? For God's glory or your glory? So that you can go and brag at conference how much you have grown? Or so you can say, God is truly blessing us. He's doing a work that's mighty in our church. You know what? We've prayed and he has answered. Instead of, you know what? We're growing and doing all these things. These are the programs we're doing. We're reaching out to people and here's how we did it. Did you do it? No. God did it. Humble yourself. Realize that the things you do that are good and that are good for the kingdom of God only happen because God has allowed it. Now we get to the hard part. That's kind of the easy part. You're like, oh, that was easy. The hard part. Don't judge your neighbors. Now, so if we look at the teachings of Christ, let's go back to the teachings of Christ before we get to what James has to say about this. Christ himself says, do not judge others for your way of judging will be used on you. So think about that for a minute. The way that you are judging others, the way that you are looking at others in the world, 
And I want to talk about those in the world. We're going to get to those in the church in a minute. But let's talk about just those in the world. It is not our responsibility. We are not to condemn or try to correct those who are not in the church. Our job for those who are not in the church is to show them who Christ is, is to teach them who Christ is and the way we live and how we conduct ourselves and how we are a part of this world and the fact that we live in it, but we are not a part of it because we are a part of the kingdom of God. And so we do things differently and we live differently and we love differently and we're we're focused on other things and what the world is focused on. And the world's going to say, I don't get you. And you're going to say, that's okay. I'm not of this world technically. I just live in it for I am a part of God's kingdom and I would love for you to join me. But that's your decision. That's your choice on whether or not you're going to choose the gift that God has given you. But I love you and I Bring no judgment on you. That's not my job. Now let's get to the church. James says, do not judge those in the church even. Now what's he saying? Is he saying if you see a brother or sister and they have fallen into the entrapment of sin, that we're just to say, mm, James says not to judge them. I'll let them do what they're doing. No. What he's saying I think this is important. And even Paul says this. We are not to look at them and judge them on the things that they are doing that are not going to contradict their walk with Christ. So maybe they praise a little different. Maybe when they're singing, they raise their hands up and maybe they feel that we need to go on to the street corners and preach. As long as they're doing it for God's glory and not theirs, let them be. That's not how you are trying to bring people to Christ. That's not how you're discipling. But that's okay. But if you see them falling into uh, forms of addiction, if you see them, you know, they're married and, and you see them and they're having an adulterous affair, you are then to bring that to them privately and say, hey, brother, hey, sister, let's talk. I noticed this. Maybe I was wrong. You come to them very humbly, not prideful, but very humbly. And you say, is this really going on? Did I see this right? Did I hear this right? Because if I did, I want to see you come back to Christ and the way that you're supposed to be worshiping Christ. Now, if they reject that and they say, yeah, I'm doing it, I don't care, then you take it to the elders of the church and then it es escalates if they so choose. But we, we ourselves need to, to learn that pride is never good. But being humble in all things will bring us more glory than we could ever imagine. Humbly live your life. Don't judge others. Don't be prideful of how you live. Don't be prideful 
in your relationship with Christ that others may not have. It's not something to take pride in. You come humbly to Christ. You come humbly to God. And you live for God humbly so that others may see who Christ is in the way you live your daily life. Does it mean we're perfect? No, we're not perfect. We're all born into sin. We're all cursed, thanks to Adam and Eve not obeying and going against what God had told them. So we're all cursed. We have nothing to be proud of. We did nothing for our own salvation. God did all the work. Christ died on the cross for all men and women. Not the other way around. You didn't do it. All you did was humble your heart and give your life to Christ. Find richness in that relationship. Strive to live for God and humble yourself. And remember that all things that you do that are good and holy and righteous are only because of the grace of God. Don't become a prideful Christian. There's nothing worse than a prideful Christian because two things are going on. One, they're not growing, which is a shame. And two, their relationship with God is being destroyed. They are crossing over into the world again, and we have to not allow ourselves to be prideful. So I encourage you to be humble in all things. Good things come to those who are humble. You guys have a good week. I appreciate all of you who listen. Uh, please do leave a five-star uh, rating on whatever platform you're listening to. Please do share. It helps me out more than you could imagine. Let people know uh, that you uh, enjoy listening to this and you think they would too. Um, it, it truly does help me out so, so much more than you could ever imagine. And as always, you guys have a good week. I love you guys. Take care.